0: back to another episode of the main quest podcast this is of course the number one retro gaming podcast that has a 10 a plus plus water rating as always i am your host keith Uh, you can follow the show on social media the main quest on instagram and at underscore main quest on twitter if you are new to the show and you end up liking what you hear please take a moment and leave a rating or review on the podcast app of your choice. Now, with all of that out of the way, I am very, very excited about my guest today. He's on a lot sooner than I thought he would be, which raises questions (laughs) as as to why mm, this game is the one that he decided to come on. uh, That maybe, Maybe we'll talk about that later. He... He is my friend of 20, 22 years now, 20. I, I stopped keeping count. 23. Yeah. I don't. What is time? What What is it? What is Literally, it
1: really? After COVID, what is time? Yeah,
0: right. It is my friend, Aaron. Aaron, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It has. I feel like it's been forever, even though, you know. I guess I'm on so- I don't even know what that means. I'm on sooner than you thought I'd be
0: on. This kind of goes into my questions for you, too. So I guess it's fine. Uh, because, mm-hmm. like, you and I, obviously, we have a ton of not only history together, but gaming history mm-hmm. as well uh, when, oh, it, yeah. when it comes to playing video games. So, like, when I met, like, when we first, like, really started being friends, it was, like, the Dreamcast, Xbox, uh, PS2, GameCube era. And stuff like that so you know the the podcast i'm going in chronological order of of mm-hmm. you know, when i came across these games and so when i said that I, that you're on a lot <laughs> earlier than i thought you would be it's because i was like well definitely gta3 oh yeah uh definitely do we i swear we played code veronica
1: together <laughs> i i you yeah we i, I remember that yeah that'll actually into um the the game we got to talk about today but yeah we i we played that together for a little bit
0: i mean there's countless number of games that i can think of and all of those are going to come like much later down the line mm-hmm. as the show continues so that's what i mean like this is a lot earlier than i expected you to be on but also like no time like the present video games are hot in the street and I mean I've wanted you on the show anyway. I was just like, well, I don't know if Aaron even likes any of these fucking games <laughs> or if you even have access
1: to them. So I found a way to get access to them. Um but I was but I was definitely like, I want to get on the podcast, you know, sooner rather than later. I and mean, when you said it was chronological order, I'm like man i don't want to wait that long like i'm waiting i'm gonna be waiting forever to, <laughs> yeah. to be on the podcast so i'm like i'll just i'll just pick a random game and when you said the one are we are we allowed to say the game before we introduce it or i mean yeah it doesn't really matter yeah, when you when you gave me a choice and you were like you want, to, i think you said like you want to do earthworm gem and i was like sure why not like i don't think i'd really had any access to it but i was like it seems like a game you know worth playing and then mm-hmm. You know, I played it and we went into that space. But I was like, that seems like a like no time like a present. I'll just jump on. I'll just jump on it while I had the chance. So
0: obviously, you know, I know a good amount of the games that you grew up with because I grew up with them, too. Um, But I'm not so certain of what your history was, I guess, prior to us being friends. So what what was that like? I guess, prior to us meeting, like, what are your earliest memories of playing video games?
1: I mean, I had all the systems, like, over time, like, I essentially, like, once, like, I knew I liked playing video games, I pretty much, like, decided that I was just gonna get one system, like, get one system every year per Christmas, and, like, that was going to be the thing that I asked for until I had all the systems, and then it just became a thing of collecting them, like, one system that I have and I can't even find is like, I, like, I had like a Sega Saturn and like mm. nobody had a Sega Saturn, but I had a Sega Saturn. And, uh, so like my earliest memories of games, pretty much like the Madden games and like the like Tecmo, like basketball games, I would play a lot of those. And then my cousin had a Super Nintendo, um, and a Sega Genesis. And when he would visit, um, from Minnesota, he would bring those and he had like Street Fighter and some of the like some of those main main games like that. And then like from there, um I just started collecting the different systems and like Donkey Kong was a big one um that I played a lot. Um But yeah, I was I was big in the sports games for a while and then I just dropped off when it came to sports, when it came to the sports games. Actually, one thing I played from the PlayStation era that I feel like nobody ever mentions is the Bushido Blade series. Like, I used to play the fuck out of the Bushido Blade series. And, like, I never, it never gets mentioned, it never gets brought up, but except for, like, maybe once or twice on, like, a random, like, podcast or, like, a random, like, YouTube video I watch. Um, But, like, that was one of those games that was, like, really big that I played over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. like, on repeat, like we, like I did, like we did with um, San Andreas and all of those games so yeah like i I mean and of course like mario sure and all that stuff like
0: so so like yeah i had all of them you know it's interesting because i just talked about my history with the genesis and you know returning listeners will know that you know obviously I, i grew up with a whole bunch of consoles just like you did and i always you know even though i had a genesis and a super nes at the same time i always kind of just leaned a little more nintendo than i did sega same so oh okay so you're that was my yeah. next question yeah were you was there something you
1: leaned a little more and
0: like why why nintendo a little bit more
1: i feel like there was i feel like i just had more longevity with super nintendo games like there was something about sega games that I don't know. Maybe they were just too like hard for me at the age where I got the Sega. But I remember like like when it came to Sega Genesis, the main game I would play a lot was Ninja Turtles. I can't remember which one. I don't. It wasn't Turtles in Time. Um, it was Hyperstone, I think the one before Turtles in Time. Stone, Yeah, yeah, I think that was the one. And I would play that all the time. And then I would play Mortal Kombat because I had mm. that on. Um, actually I actually have it on both. Well, no, I had the original Mortal Kombat on Genesis. And then I had the, the correct one, the, yeah, <laughs> the the MK ultimate, like the MK ultimate edition on, um on super Nintendo. Um, But like I had a bunch of games that uh, Terminator two, I had Jurassic park and a couple of other games for Sega that like, I couldn't get past like the first or second level. Like I just wouldn't know what to do. And I would get caught in a loop and I would just like, turn it off after like after a while of trying to beat it but like when it came to games like donkey kong or like something like that like you just jump right into those like basic platformers and you can just you can go for a while until you get to like a pretty like a steep um difficulty curve yeah whereas like it was just something about those sega genesis games that it's just like eh, i'm not i'm not having fun so <laughs> i'm just gonna go but then i'll go back every now and then and be like Oh, let me try this Terminator game, game again because, like, I really liked like the first levels. If I can get past this thing, you know, maybe I'll I'll enjoy the rest of the game. And then I couldn't do it again, and then I'd be like, fuck it, and just go back to playing Genesis or uh, I mean, Super Nintendo.
0: I'm a little surprised because of how heavy you were talking about uh, a lot of the sports games that you mentioned. Because the Sega Genesis was drowning in sports titles. I mean, that was. Sega started basically as an arcade company and the Genesis is very much capable of recreating, you know, that arcade experience that was kind of their bread and Mm -hmm. butter. So it's a little surprising that you said super Nintendo uh, to me, just because super Nintendo didn't really have a lot of great sports games.
1: I think it's just what people bought me. Like, I feel like when people bought me games, they always bought me a super Nintendo game. I feel like in like the outer, you know, in like the, like parental sphere like they they thought super nintendo before they thought genesis so like they would always i think just get me a super nintendo game it was if i got a thing yeah thinking back if i got a sega game it was either like something i specifically asked for for christmas or something like i picked out at like a toys r us or a kb or something Mm -hmm. and was like yeah, I want this game and I don't, and I know I have both systems, so I don't really, cause I, I was never a council war person because I just had them both. So I just didn't really care which yeah. one I played it on as long as I had the game. We were just happy uh, to it have a game. Until, like, yeah, it wasn't until I was an adult that I learned like there were like unique differences really between the systems that made like certain games, you know, better and like certain, uh systems had like different levels on different games and stuff. Like all I knew is that someone bought me something that I, you know, I don't have the income to afford cause I'm a kid. So, you know, I'm going to play it. I remember like I had like a college football game for super Nintendo and I would just play it. Like I would just play it whenever I thought about playing a game. And then maybe if the mood struck me, I would switch cartridge. But like I, I was like, if there was a cartridge in there, and I was, like, just trying to get a game in. Like, it would be a while before I switched that cartridge out. And that why I specifically thought, like, I want to play this game. And then I would go and find it. And then I would have to find it.
0: Was there ever a point in your life where you just fell off of playing games?
1: Yeah, actually. When I moved into this house, I hadn't played games for a while. And when I, I feel like I just got the PS4 like, a little while before that. Um, and then when uh, I bought this house with my wife and we moved, my the Wi-Fi in my house was really bad. So, like, I couldn't online game the same way I could. And also, like, I ran into this weird glitch where, like, I bought this TV, and I bought the TV specifically for gaming because it was, like, well oh, I didn't buy it. Oh, it was that TV that i got out of um out of that house uh that you helped me get Your those couches house? out of for my coworker. Yeah. yeah so i hooked up that and the one of the the one of the pieces that i needed to like play my playstation it's hdmi port wasn't functioning but i was like this is a free tv i'm not gonna go purchase another tv and it's a it's got these giant ass speakers that like make a shotgun shell sound like a truck just ran through my house so i'm going to use this this big tv so i stopped playing my playstation started um just playing my xbox 360 which at that point was a generation behind um but i didn't feel like buying the um what was that what was the one after the 360 uh xbox one yeah i didn't i cared nothing to buy an xbox one so i just stuck with my xbox 360 and I played a bunch of old games for a while. Like I played like I played Borderlands two for the first time that had been out for probably like five, six years. Um, I beat, um, that one GTA was well, not te- technically it's a GTA clone, but It was actually a good game. Um, sleeping dogs. I played sleeping dogs mm. for the first time and a couple of random games that I would just get like for like $2 off of the Xbox marketplace. And then for some reason for like, three or four years I just stopped really touching my gaming system. So like I had to spend like a month trying to get my uh basically signed back into my PS4 and then once I did that I was back in. And I and I literally did all of that so that I could beat the Last of Us because The Last of Us Two was coming out and I was just like, Well this is fucking ridiculous. Like <laughs> you're you know exactly where you stopped playing this game. And it was at a it was at like one of the like key parts. So I was like I was vindicated later that like the fact that I didn't want to start it over I essentially I essentially stopped playing The Last of Us four years and I left it on the elevator shaft area. So like uh, I, I say, didn't I I
0: was gonna say spoilers since they just re 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 released that game.
1: <laughs> money grab But anyway right? Exactly. I, yeah. I fucking uh I, I left I stopped it right there, so like Anytime I, like I think once before I lost the whole password and stuff, I turned on the game just to see, and like I was literally frozen in place. Like I wouldn't maneuver Joel anywhere because I was just like, I don't know the fucking, I don't know the buttons for this thing. Yeah, I don't know what (laughs) I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I just shut it off so that I finally got the, the cojones to go back and finally beat it, and then I. Sat on. I still haven't played The Last of Us, and, and I have it in my house. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you you basically answered my other question, which was got what got you back into it. And now, I mean, you're a PC gamer now, so I mean, you're just better than everybody. So, you know, yeah, fuck you me. Know, I guess. At some
1: point, I had to smell my <laughs> own parts, and it was better now than later. But I literally was just like, I couldn't justify buying an Xbox Series X when I could just. Get a PC, and, I, and my buddy was happened to be selling his rig at the time, and just put Game Pass game on Game Pass it. on there. Like, right. I I just couldn't, I just couldn't justify it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then now Sony's slowly putting their games out, so can get those too.
1: I may, I may buy a PS, buy a PS, but like right now, it's like with literally with Steam and Game Pass, I have no reason other than the fact that the only game I cannot get access to right now is um, Horizon. Forbidden west and i really want to play that game because horizon zero dawn was like a was like sex for the first time i mean
0: time. you want to borrow my ps5 because <laughs> that I thing mean, is collecting I dust
1: take, <laughs> i might i might take you up on that
0: there's probably a lot of people that are like raging at me right now I'm like oh look at cute this ps5 <laughs> he's not even using it <laughs> um all right last question here before we we mm-hmm. get into today's topic what is your favorite game of all time
1: Huh.
0: It's usually everybody's reaction.
1: (laughs) It's it's a it's a hard one because there's a lot there's a lot of like like honestly like like I was tempted to say uh, Horizon Zero Dawn that's how much I liked that game but I think I'm gonna have to go with GTA San Andreas because of the pure history of how many times I both played through that game. And how many times, like, a single playthrough of that game would take up, like, so much yeah. time and space of just, like, because once I beat it, I wanted to re-beat it. And then not to mention, like, the the gap between that and uh, GTA 4 that we spent replaying <laughs> San Andreas yeah. over and over and over and over again. So, like, yeah, that, that one just holds a, a special place in my heart. So, yeah, I'm going to go with San Andreas.
0: Good answer. Yeah. I mean, I, when I think about it, I always play with the idea of I should put out, you know, my, an episode on my top 10 games of all time. And I've just played so many fucking games that mm-hmm. I, man, I don't even, I don't even know. And I, like, Sad Andreas would probably have to be on that one. When you put it in that perspective, how many times we played that how many times we probably played every single mission in that game mm-hmm. over and over again just waiting for like the next GTA and then GTA 4 just kind of fucking sucked
1: it was it was all right I got I got all the extension the uh, expansions for it so like the Lost in the Dam was actually a pretty good expansion and then actually I think the, va- the Ballad, Ballad of Gay Tony yeah really pulled it all, all together but like the original like just the base Peter, game yeah
0: Good to see you, cousin. (laughs) My cousin is here! Screw you all! My cousin is here! (laughs) Cousin? Where are you going, cousin? The mansion is coming, cousin. (laughs)
1: Cousin, it's so good to see you. (laughs) What about you, cousin? Nico, give me a hug. Good to have you here, cousin. (laughs) Mallory, this is my cousin I tell you about, Nico. I've got to take my cousin around some more. Get him settled. It was definitely like... It, it and even that game has a certain like has a certain place because like I did play GTA four a lot because like it was it took so fucking long to come out that it like that I definitely played it a lot but like once GTA five came out I pretty much completely forgot about GTA four and like playing GTA four again was kind of like yeah this is alright it's hard to go back to and I and I think. The reason why I like GTA
0: 5 so much is because it is just kind of another San Andreas, more or less. As far as the base game goes, it's not as wacky or creative with some of the stuff that it does. Uh, I know they do a lot of like crazy shit with the multiplayer, uh, like rocket cars and all sorts Mm -hmm. of weird stuff, but I've never never really been into the online community in in GTA. With the fake economy of GTA 5 and stuff and like shark cards and all that stuff, it's just like well now it's, now you have a bigger hill to climb to actually enjoy what is happening in the multiplayer. Plus I I can't play
1: GTA, I mean I could play GTA 5 but I have to start all over again because GTA 5 I had on my, on the 360, that game is so (laughs) Older. <laughs> well, well, guess what? You can play it on
0: your PS Four, your PS Five, your Xbox One, your Xbox uh Series X. You can play it on I'm not PC. Starting to, I'm not starting you can play it you know on your mobile is, phone. You can play on your toaster. You can get GTA Five on anything. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: mean, I can get GTA on my watch right now. <laughs> you, you can. <laughs> but,
0: <I> actually... <laughs> but you know what? You can't get on your watch, and you you probably wouldn't. Want to. Today we played Earthworm Gym. Begin our breakdown of the game in discussion uh, with when we first encountered it, and uh, kind of just go over our brief history here. And I think I'm going to start it off because my personal history with Earthworm Jim is actually incredibly brief. This wasn't a game that I owned growing up. Actually, uh, it was a rental. It was a repeat rental. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that has a lot to do with what I will probably talk about later and it also like it, it also goes back to what I talked about on previous episodes like battle toads when it just comes to just really difficult video games uh and like developers and companies um were intentionally making their games really really fucking hard with the only real intent of just making money off of repeat rentals. So in a lot of ways, I I kind of helped Earthworm Jim make a lot of money, I guess. Um, but it was, it was a hate rental. It was a hate rental. Like, cause I didn't <laughs> actually, I didn't actually like the game when I was a kid, mm. but I think because of like the MTV attitude and like, That whole era, like the gross-out Nickelodeon cartoon stuff in that game, um, Mm -hmm. it kind of tricked me. Like, I thought playing the game would make me cool, but in reality, nobody fucking cared. Like, (laughs) it's just like... (laughs) I learned it from watching you. Right? (laughs) Like, I didn't... And, like, to be honest, I didn't care about the game that much either. But, you know, it's... I always thought... It was just riding off the coattails of Ren and Stimpy Um mm-hmm. or like Beavis and Butthead. And like even to compare it to like other games, I always put it in the in a box with like games like Booger Man or Clay Fighter, you know, Toe Jam and Earl and stuff like that. Um But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just I guess in a nutshell, I never thought the game was very fun to play back then. So uh when did you first play Earthworm Jim? Uh, what was your earliest experience with it prior to playing it today on the show?
1: Um, first experience was definitely, and this is pretty much only a local people thing, and it was at that same kiosk at Bayshore that we all experienced <laughs> all, the, <laughs> really? all the games. But, damn. Yeah, it was was uh, That's the first time I ever touched this one was at the kiosk that would give you, you know, five minutes of gameplay and that would shut you down and be like, It's-a me, Mario. Thank you for playing. Let the next kid playing. it's like fuck you. Like I'm the only person standing here in in between these winter jackets and the in the Sears Robux. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this game. But that was definitely the first time I encountered it, and and I I don't think I really ever gave it a second thought. Like I knew Earthworm Jim existed, and I knew um, the television show existed, and I'm pretty sure I'd seen a few episodes of it. I think the the next time I encountered it was actually I know exactly the next time I encountered it was in 2010 um, when I bought it off of the uh, I think it was free or like a dollar on the Xbox store and mm. I bought the HD version and I played well at least my gamer my achievements say that I played basically a little bit of the first area and then seemingly just deleted it <laughs> at some point so that's pretty much my experiences. Um, yeah, never really tracked with it when I was a kid and knew of, but knew of his existence and then tried it out again in my 20s and was not, I guess, not impressed then either. Yeah, it was
0: the 360 era was just really cool in the fact that they always were just constantly adding stuff to the microsoft store and stuff would pop up and i'd be like oh yeah i fucking remember this game like mm-hmm. hell yeah why would i want to play it though <laughs> like that's that's almost was all almost always my reaction when i would see like an old game like earthworm Jim, pop up and i'm just like oh that's cool that they have this on here that this is available but
1: mm-hmm.
0: who's playing this
1: it's a dollar fifty so
0: <laughs> yeah you may as well why not add it to the library right uh <laughs> I guess that's kind of I guess we got Microsoft to thank for that weird addiction that I now have, where I just see a game mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't know, I'm just going to buy this and I won't play it for like 5 years, <laughs> but oh, yeah. but I have it. <laughs>
1: like Yeah, my my Steam library is already chuck full of games that I haven't even downloaded onto my PC yet because I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to play these games, but I mean, when you take a game from being 15.99 to being like $3, and you're doing it for a limited... It's like some goddamn sales. Yeah. Like they get you with them sale prices. Uh,
0: so let's jump into this development here. Earthworm Jim is a platformer developed by Shiny Entertainment and published by actually a bunch of companies, depending on where you're living. So Playmates released it here in the US, and Activision handled the PC port. Meanwhile, we've got... Virgin Interactive, publishing it in the UK, and Takara in Japan, which is a little weird because uh, those guys are pretty much responsible for a lot of, like, the SNK stuff, um Samurai Showdown, and, and stuff like that. So it's weird that they would publish something like Earthworm Jim, but, you know, whatever. Money is money, right? Mm-hmm. It, this is just kind of a weird thing because this hasn't happened on the show before. Um where there has just been a, a ton of different publishing deals for a video game. But mm-hmm. I mean, we're starting to get into that era on the show where literally everybody just had their fingers in that big gaping
1: asshole of video oh, yeah. game yeah. We're business. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's like, there's at least like three or four different versions of just earthworm Jim one. Like in some there's levels. There's like I think one has like seven levels, one has like twelve, thirteen levels, then the report has like two more mystery levels added. So like yeah, all those publishers definitely like tried to put their you know, their spin on it a little bit.
0: Yeah, but I've got um you know, I've I talk about the ports and there's two, three there's like seven ports on here and mm-hmm. you know, all of them have th- Different, you know, aspects to them. Like you said, some have more levels, some have less levels, different music. Some have no music at all. I found out, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to have something in this. I don't want to give away my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so as far as playmates go, this is also kind of a, a rare occurrence where a company that is primarily dealing with the production of toys and TV shows, they wanted to start their own franchise uh, based on a game in an industry that didn't, you know, they didn't have any real business stepping into, which it honestly kind of reminds me of um, like the Atari days, like the seventies when literally everybody was just making a video game.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I think, you know, I mentioned Battletoads earlier. And I think that's probably like the one instance where they wanted to make a video game and then the TV show came, Um, Mm -hmm. but also rare developed that game. So they had already been well-established throughout the eighties. So maybe that's not really the same thing.
1: Well, Battletoads, if I remember correctly, was basically just was literally a response to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. and was just like, Oh, well, we're going to, we got to have our own, uh, our own Ninja Turtle, uh, you know, reptiles, amphibians that (laughs) that fight crime. So they made the game. And then from there, the game exposure was supposed to create the the television show.
0: I mean, what's, what's more successful, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Battletoads? I mean,
1: (laughs) I mean, for most most people, it's like, what the fuck is Battletoads?
0: I mean, I I looked at all of those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles clones and I'm like, why? I I feel like the only one that I actually watched and I'm going to get Title of the show wrong. I think Mm -hmm. was Battle Cats. Was that the name of it? It was the cats Uh, in the fighter jets. Um, SWAT cats. SWAT cats. Thank you. Yes.
1: (laughs) I will never forget the commercial campaign and like subsequent marathon for SWAT cats, where it was literally Macho Man Randy Savage on Cartoon Network, like in between SWAT cat episodes, just like. Pumping meth and roids into his body, he's like, "Yeah, (laughs) kids, we're gonna watch the fucking SWAT cats." I have to watch
0: this. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about,
1: bro. I remember, I I remember sitting because I really liked SWAT Cats, and like, it was one of those shows that like I really liked, but they would play it so sporadically on Cartoon Network that like you would be lucky if like you caught an episode of SWAT Cats. It was like, oh fuck yeah, bro! Like this must be my lucky day because they're just having their and don't let them be back to back, like two episodes of Swat Cats. Like, so when they did a marathon, I remember sitting down in my room and watching it and just remembering like macho if that macho man was the person that was and it was a Fourth of July marathon, too. It was a Swat Cats marathon for the Fourth of July weekend. And it was just Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> in a pink tiger <laughs> in like, like really? an outfit. <laughs> like, just, just flexing and like doing his thing.
0: Everybody's gonna be so mad that you brought that up because if I fight that, I'm putting all that shit
1: in here. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. that's fine. that's fine. That shit was a mess. It was great. It's
0: the Macho man and the SWAT cat. Yes! Hook up with me. The Macho man, Randy Savage. We're the first ever SWAT cat. Fourth of July, Marathon. Oh yeah. Better break out the big stuff. With these cats, you're going down. Trouble brew. Calling the SWAT cats. Yeah. SWAT cats. Fourth of July marathon. Tuesday, 12:00, starting at noon. Only on Cartoon Network. Yeah. I, and I think, like, the thing too that drew me to SWAT Cats is that it was so well animated compared to all the other knockoffs that were trying to compete with TMNT like yeah, everything the else just seemed...
1: aesthetic too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 Brian, the animation almost reminded me of Batman the animated
1: series. Yeah, I the, the thing that I was the thing that I was going to say was Pirates of Dark Like it had that oh, yeah, type yeah. of like feel to it.
0: So going back to the development, you know, Playmates were really riding on the wave of the success of TMNT. I mean, they were selling action figures left and right. And I know I helped them with that. That's for damn sure. Mm. Technically, I oh, guess I'm responsible for Earthworm Jim <laughs> existing, in a way. Um step
1: off from the line, I'm responsible for Earthworm
0: yeah, Jim. You can. I'm responsible. You can for fucking Earthworm blame Jim. me for lining <laughs> Playmates' pocket with money. You know who else you can point the finger at? A lot right. of people are going to hate hate this. Sonic the Hedgehog. Fucking Sonic. Essentially, Playmates uh, said that they they were... Influenced by the success of Sonic on the Genesis. And they're like, Hey, we want a part of that. And if the word Sonic the Hedgehog, the words Sonic the Hedgehog don't put a bad taste in your mouth, it should. This, um, this man, this diarrhea goulash of a man, uh, dug to Naple. Um, he's also to blame for Earthworm Jim. I don't, um, really want to give too much time. To this fucking mega pill dick pull sucker, um, <laughs> all you need to know.
1: When you said when you said, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let you go on that one. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm interested now.
0: <laughs> That's that is a whole Wikipedia thing that you can just waste time on if if you really want. You don't have to waste your time on reading his Wikipedia article because he's a piece of shit. Um, but this piece of shit uh, managed to use his Neanderthal sausage fingers and actually designed (laughs) earthworm Jim before sticking all five of those sausage fingers up his own ass and saying it isn't gay, uh, because, uh, it's not another man doing it to him.
1: Hmm. Um, That's quite a quote.
0: (laughs) I hope he's listening to this. He gets particularly butthurt when people talk shit about him and earthworm Jim, um, and boy am i not done yet uh playmates um (laughs) they they essentially loved what he was doing uh they didn't have a developer and so with the help of a guy named david perry and a deep deep pocket full of cash uh, they created shiny entertainment together so with playmates essentially having full creative control they could basically build this entire world of characters and stuff without being bound to an already existing IP like they had been with like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. So um, everything, of course, then easily would translate into other types of media like a cartoon, as we've just been talking about cartoons and which is, you know, it's funny because it ran for two seasons. And that's really surprising, considering how things went back then. I think the only successful game to cartoon transition was the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and then whatever later seasons came of that. I know they had a couple different ones.
1: Yeah, I can't. Remember. I, I remember that show like barely, barely.
0: Uh, yeah. Do you
1: remember the the Earthworm Jim cartoon by any chance? I remember, I remember, I think I did mention earlier, actually, like that I, I had seen like a couple episodes, but like, let's say I remember Earthworm Jim, the same amount that I remember the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, which I mean, as far as episodes, I remember none. I I could sing the Sonic the Hedgehog theme song back to you (laughs) because it was, you know, that 90s era where everything was essentially a Van Halen song. So, like, yeah. of course it fucking slapped because it was fucking screaming axes and fucking shit. <laughs> but, uh, but then um Earthworm Jim, I don't really remember anything about other than that it did, in fact, exist. I don't know what channel it was on or any of that shit. I want to say, like, it was definitely probably 18 or 24, you know, either WB or Fox, but one sure. of those
0: two. I know I came across it. I'm almost certain I watched it. Not, like, watched it, like you know saw every single episode or anything like that but Mm -hmm. it was probably like on at some point or on in the background i just never really paid attention because i already had that built-in disdain from playing the game so Mm -hmm. i'm like why would i want to watch the tv show about a game that i don't (laughs) like an interesting tidbit though because even though that anal plug um to Naple did the voice for earthworm jim in the game he didn't do the the voice for him in the, in the TV show. It was actually Dan Castellaneta who did the voice for him. Um same guy who does uh Homer and like 20 oh. other characters on the Simpsons. Um and like it's it's fucking crazy cuz how the fuck in 1995 do you get Dan Castellaneta to do your cartoon show? Like that is prime time Simpsons. Like that dude was not short on cash. Like, he didn't
1: have to do another show. Maybe that was just it. He just, you know, wanted something just extra. Like, some people, some guys like that or some people like that just like to do, like, an indie thing every yeah, now suppose, and then yeah. just to do something weird. And, I mean, people, it, see, it seems that, you know, if, what's his, what's his name, Tineple is If Tenefl is a as big of a piece of shit as you say he is, then... It doesn't, it also doesn't surprise me at all that someone who's that big of a piece of shit was able to do something like somehow meet the guy who does Homer Simpson's voice and have him be in his game. Cause that's somehow just how shit works from time to time. Like people just cross paths with like shitty people. And then later on, it's like, how did you end up in the room with this piece of shit? It's like, yeah, that all that that
0: also yes brings up other questions too about Castle Lynetta Then, <laughs>
1: like, yeah, all my heroes are dead, so it doesn't matter. Who, yeah. It doesn't matter who you say now.
0: Well, on that note, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it for the development of the game. That's that's kind of how it came to be. So, Earthworm Jim was released worldwide in October of 1994 for the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive. Since then, it has been ported to the Super Nintendo, Sega CD, Game Boy, Game Gear, Windows, the Master System, and a Game Boy Advance. And as always, since nobody on the show here at all, especially me, are not professional gamers uh, with journalistic (laughs) integrity at all, Mm -hmm. uh, here are some review scores. That will help you, dear listeners, sleep at night if you don't like what we're about to say about your video game. Earthworm Jim got a 6 out of 10 on GameSpot. It got a 3 out of 5 on Giant Bomb. A 72% on Metacritic. An 8 out of 10 on Nintendo Life. Which I'm just going to assume that that was the SNES port of the game? Or one of the Game yeah. Boy ports? Probably the SNES port. Uh, mm. I probably shouldn't have included that, but whatever. Um, There it is. (laughs) And um, (laughs) lastly, EGM gave it its best score an 8.75 out of 10. So, I mean, going into this, it's it's got a lot of just middle-of-the-road scores, uh, aside from those last two. So... Let's move on uh, to the story of the game, and there's nothing in the game, of course, that it is explaining what's going on or why we're doing what we're doing. Nothing. <laughs> and now that I think about it, the story, or uh, like I should say, I guess the lack of a story is, is might be why I never really liked this complicated mess of a game, because it was never because sh- you're just kind of dropped in you know, without any explanation of anything. But the manual, of course, lays out everything as it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting about it, though, is that the story is basically laid out in the form of a comic. And oh, okay. if I'm going to give anything to this game, it's just that this game has a ton of style and the manual is very reminiscent of that. It's it's actually really fucking cool to look at, you know. That um, homophobic bigot really leaned into his art style, you know, before leaning his ass into a glory hole, um, you know. So I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. He's definitely got a style.
1: Yeah, no, the art style. I mean, it's definitely yeah, classic '90s Ren and Stimpy style, like art, but like, like the the overall look of at least for me, like, the overall look of, like, things within the game of Earthworm Jim are so-so. But, like, anytime you look up a picture of Earthworm Jim, even if it's, like, fan-based, like, he's a cool-looking character. The The world that's built around him and the other characters, like, are drawn really, like, intricately, and, like, they look they look cool. It just, like, I don't know, just doesn't necessarily translate into... What they ha- what they had now, like it'd be interesting to see what like an act an earthworm gym game would look like today, if they were able to like go in and like animate him in like like is it like a like a Arkham type of way where like they actually built an earthworm gym and like gave him the ability to do more or, things, or even if it
0: kind of had like that cel shaded type of graphic style, you know? Yeah, like, like if you're gonna do co- like, you know how thirteen had you know, like the comic book style frames and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Why not try and do that with earthworm Jim? Or like, I mean, comic was comic zone out at the time. Cause I mean, comic zone essentially did an entire game. That was a, com- that was a comic book. I mean, people slept on that game, but, and it was hard as, it was hard as fuck, but like, yeah, comic zone was like basically gave them the layout if they were going to do it in a comic book style.
0: Yeah, the the manual's definitely worth checking out if I mean the story's not great, but I mean god I mean the illustrations are fucking on point. They're they're actually really mm-hmm. good. And I'm not I'm not gonna go over this story verbatim or anything like that. Essentially what is happening or what is supposed to be happening is one of the villains, uh Sycro, is flying through space and they are involved in some sort of high speed chase and he needs to deliver what is Uh, called, uh, quote, the indestructible super cyber suit.
1: Well, that's crazy because I died a lot.
0: Yeah, right. It would have been great if that thing was actually (laughs) indestructible. But anyway, so something goes awry. The suit basically lands on Earth, and that's where Jim finds it. And so the main villain, (laughs) the main villain here, evil queen, pulsating, bloated, festering, sweaty, pus-filled, malformed slug for a butt. That's not a diss towards to Naples again. That is actually just the real main villain's name. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, never since Contra, never since Contra have I seen a name so fucking dumb before. (laughs) Uh, Evil queen pulsating, bloated, festering, sweaty, pus-filled, malformed slug for a butt. Basically just wants the suit back. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's just stupid because Jim is essentially just holding on to something that isn't his it's i don't know i think it's a really dumb concept for a story like we have we're playing this hero who isn't acting very heroic at all he has just stolen something and he's not giving it back which goes with the territory of the whole attitude era uh, the whole thing sega was trying to convey in the early 90s the whole devil may care attitude thing Mm -hmm. it's i don't know I don't know. What do you it think? It doesn't about make the story? sense. It's like
1: I mean, well, I didn't I didn't necessarily even know that was. It's like I tried to put together something. I eventually looked up some stuff and knew that and I knew that name Queen Slug for a butt or whatever. But yeah, it definitely makes no sense given that like where is the like where is the danger? Like where is the attack? Basically like a person who's named as a villain, even though we don't know anything about them dropped a suit on their way past earth and then this earthworm picked it up and wouldn't give it back so they became villains just by the proxy of like wanting their shit back and earthworm jim is just like okay i'm gonna blast you with a plasma cannon why like what like like, technically like what was their was their plan to get the suit and invade earth like like what were they doing other than just traveling through space and dropping something yeah, like, like what, what makes the chicken? What makes what makes the chicken or the bird or whatever he was, whoever I was chasing through space? Like what what was his evil deed that made him worth? That's killing? the
0: thing too. Like you see Psychro a lot more. Like you don't see the final boss until it's time to fight the final boss. So it was just like, I mean, spoiler. Alert, I didn't finish this game, and we'll get to that. It's yeah. very rare so. when I don't finish. It's very rare that I don't finish a game for the show. Yeah, that is a good question. Like, who is chasing them? Why are they chasing them? You know, because the suit drops in the middle of the chase, and they lose it. Mm-hmm. So did they steal it from somebody? Like, because Earthworm Jim does not give that suit to anybody yeah. at the end of the game. Like, I mean, I looked up the ending of the game, and I guess, like, I, I, I could give it points because it isn't, you know, just – uh an iteration of every video game of that era where you're just saving a princess, which mm-hmm. by the end of the game, they actually comment on those kind of games by kind of playing it off as a joke. The joke doesn't really land for me. I, I didn't think it was very funny. Um, mm-hmm. cause essentially in the first level, there's a cow and you launch the cow, and then words come yep. up and it's like, cow launched. And it's like, okay, whatever. Yep. And then you nothing ever happens. And then I guess at the end of the game, in a cutscene, a cutscene plays out and Earthworm Jim finds this princess who, like, you never... I don't even think the princess is in the story in the manual. But there's just, like, a mm-hmm. princess. And Earthworm Jim's like, yeah, I'm about to get laid. And then all of a sudden, the cow comes out of nowhere and crushes the princess and kills her. So...
1: That's okay. yeah. like... It's so, some, they were like so they were, like, a decade early... With that ending, because that's literally like the canon ending for like half the stories of like the early to like mid 2000s was just like, oh, yeah, and then we just dropped a rock on them. Like,
0: yeah. They yeah, like,
1: so they were just a decade or two early with the crushing something out of nowhere with something
0: again. I mean, I, I like that they're making that commentary that it's just like, oh, here's your princess and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like everybody Every hero gets a princess at the end of the game, right? And uh, no, she gets crushed by a cow, which is like, all right, fine, whatever. I didn't Does that think it was mean funny, there's a different
1: ending if you don't launch the cow? I don't,
0: I don't know because I. Mm, that's a good question for a better podcaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can look it up. Uh,
0: uh, do we have time? What time is it? There's no time. Well, I, don't, I don't know how. Well, I don't There's know how long no time, get out. dear listener. Okay. You will have to find out yourself. Hey guys, what's up? Future Keith popping in here, or past Keith, present Keith? Never really know. It's just how it goes when you record a podcast. Anyway, the answer is no. Nothing different happens because you can't skip launching the cow. You have to launch the cow. In fact, the cow has its own separate wiki page on the Earthworm Jim wiki, which. If a wiki had to exist, I... Mm, why isn't an Earthworm Jim wiki? Anyway, back to the show. Well, speaking of the game teaching you things that you should do, let's talk about this gameplay. So essentially, without really painting with broad strokes here, it's your typical platformer. Uh, what makes this a little bit different is that uh, Jim has two different offensive moves. One of which is used for traversing certain parts of levels. So pressing A fires his gun, which does have ammo, and there are ammo pickups uh, scattered throughout the stages. If you're anything like me, I mean, I was pretty fucking trigger happy. It's very easy to do that, and uh, you can run out of bullets. Yeah. Honestly, I, I guess I just didn't have the patience for the game, so I was always just constantly using the gun. And, and, and fortunately, if you do run out of bullets, it the ammo does replenish itself yeah. over time, uh, but only to a certain point. I think you only get like 100 or something like that, if I
1: remember right. Yeah. And 100 fires off like nothing.
0: Yeah, right. Like you're going to go through it like super, super quick. And then pressing B allows Jim to basically pick himself up out, out of the suit and like whip himself, whip the worm yeah. part of his body around.
1: With his body, with his the worm. No. <laughs> I'm trying to describe it
0: for people who haven't seen it.
1: Is it yeah, like, with his body, with the worm. It'd be, like, essentially, like, if one of the characters from, like, Men in Black that, like, lived, one of the aliens in the suit, like, pulled himself out of the chest of the suit and then used it to get extra leverage with his own body and then gripped onto something, like, and then put himself back in the chest of the, like, mech suit. That
0: raises a question for me because... How, how sentient is Jim? Like, do the arms and legs of the suit work
1: on its own? I think it taps, I think it's supposed to like tap into Jim's brain. Like, I believe if I remember correctly, like from the way they like lay it out, I think either in the animated, I think it's an animated show, like Jim is like a regular worm that the suit falls next to right. him and then once he crawls into it the suit gives him the sentient ability and then from there he can operate the suit so it's basically like hmm. the the suit itself gave him like the brain power necessary to operate it and then allows him to operate it
0: yeah cause I was like as I was playing the game I was and now just even talking about it I'm thinking about it like cause he leaves the suit so it's like, so I was like, wait, so the suit is already alive, which also, I, I don't know. My brain is fucking melting now thinking about the story and how the fuck the suit didn't get rid of Sycro or whatever by I itself. It because oper-
1: it's like, there's, there's literally the, the level, just skipping through stuff, I guess now, but like, there's the level where you have to, where you're helpless outside of the suit and you have to bounce away from, what is that, cat? shooting at you and like the suit itself is like giving you a thumbs up and like pointing in it the... so the suit is alive but not but like it essentially gave you yeah like I, it made me come to it but it gave you like the brain power to be able to as a worm coil yourself up and jump around so like it gave you superpowers but then it's like then that just puts into question like is there a limit for that like how long does earthworm gym like if they took the suit from Earthworm Jim and left him on Earth, is there just a worm with a face and a Texas like accent like springing yes. around yes. the city, like being like, Help me like like that doesn't that doesn't really like I like do not really try.
0: Oh man, I've got I've got words about the voice acting. Um <laughs> the the I the last basic thing you need to know is C is the jump button and obviously you combine that with the whip that basically lets Jim hang and swing from certain hooks and platforms and stuff like that. So those are the basics. And then of course, you know, you've got your health pickups. Uh, I mentioned ammo earlier. There are items that you collect that allows you to briefly change your gun into like a one use item uh, that basically just fires off like this huge mega beam essentially. But now that we've kind of got the basics down just in general, like, thinking back to your entire play session here, what did you, what did
1: you think about the gameplay and the mechanics? So yeah, my my feelings about the gameplay are broken down into a few a few things. So when I was like, I'm gonna do Earthworm Gym and I went on my Xbox, um apparently my Xbox is so old that it just wouldn't connect to the internet even with an Ethernet cord connected to it. So I was sitting there and I'm like I thought I owned this game, but I guess I didn't ever buy this game. Then I went on my computer and went on my gamer tag with Game Pass and saw that I, in fact, did at one point own this game. So I wasn't fucking crazy. And but it wasn't there anymore. And then I was like, oh, okay. so if I had it, that means I should be able to get it again. Well, not only was I not able to sign into my Xbox, but they delisted Earthworm Jim HD like back in like 2018 so i had no access to it that way so i ended up doing an emulator port of it because the steam version was a was a three pack with earthworm jim earthworm jim 2 and earthworm jim 3d none of those games do i want to play and also the reviews on it were extremely negative and they were basically like you're better off playing an emulator version of it because this version sucks and it has no controller support and all of that. So that's what I did. I went and I got an emulator version of it and you know, the emulator version also had no controller support. So I learned to walk again for this podcast and I played (laughs) earthworm gym on keyboard. So that shit was definitely could definitely add to some of my feelings about the game and just, how difficult it made certain parts of that game doing it on an unfamiliar medium. Now, that being said, when I looked at my gamer score or my, you know, my my achievements, I'd only played the first level of Earthworm Jim <laughs> <laughs> when I bought it and then de- clearly deleted it off my Xbox. So that says a lot about what I thought about it then, and that did not change at all in playing it. It was the most confusing game. First of all, the levels, the structure of the levels made no sense. I felt like I was always going down, which is completely counterintuitive to everything that you do during games. And the the platforming itself was all right until they made you use that fucking whip. And there were so many sections like on the what the heck level. Like it took me so long to get out of the what the heck level because I could not do that double whip part to get to the next segment and being mouse and keyboard made it so awkward to do it. Like maybe if I had a, a controller, I would have been able to do it easier. But even then, like just figuring out my way out of the first level took me how long figuring out how to kill that trash can took me how long. And yeah, eventually, I I'll be honest, eventually I, I tried this game several times over 2 weeks and then I basically was like completely paused on I think I think it was what the heck where I was completely paused at. So I pulled out the so I pulled out the fucking game shark codes and I and I stuffed that emulator <laughs> full of fucking I, unlimited ammo, unlimited plasma, um invincibility and I ran through as many levels as I could. And even completely invincible with unlimited ammo, I stopped at the water, at the, at the water level, the second half of the water level, because I just couldn't beat that fucking timed section. And I was just like, I wasn't having fun before I got to this. This isn't worth it. And you know me, I'm the type of person who will hit continue over and over and over and over again to get, it, it was just like, this is not worth it. Like there are other games I could be challenging myself with right now. Like I don't, I don't care about this fucking game. So that's, that's, yeah, there is,
0: there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things you mentioned was the tricks here, here was my, here's my train of thought when I was replaying the game for the show, got to that trash can boss, right? Mm -hmm. Never mind the other problems I had prior to that, which we'll get to got to that trash can boss. And I was like, wow, this is a really weird way to present a boss mm-hmm. in which you have to like beat him very specifically with with the gun at certain animation points or whatever yeah. that whatever I wasn't the first thing I had to look up, <laughs> which is fucking <laughs> yeah, crazy um and I was like, well, okay, that maybe that's just like a weird little boss or whatever that they threw in here, and then you get to the what the heck level." And that's where I think I texted you, yeah. you know, off air, obviously. It was like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this game? I I, I scrolled down to my notes about the, the level design, mm-hmm. because fucking shit. Uh, let me go back here uh, to the actual <sighs> problems I had with the gameplay. So I covered the very first Metroid game on this show. Mm-hmm. And I screamed about how frustrating it was, how you could not crouch and shoot. Yep. And eventually, eventually Nintendo figured it out. They only figured it out a couple of years later on the Game Boy to let Samus crouch and shoot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shiny Entertainment did not get that fucking memo <laughs> that you need crouching and shooting in your in your basically running gun platformer. Yeah.
1: And putting enemies outside of the hitbox that would require right. that
0: exactly because like when you are when you just press down an a, he doesn't all he does is just shoot like he's st- standing on the ground and just fires at the ground, yeah. and it's like it's completely
1: useless there's no point in the game that you ever use that it's useless yeah. you don't do that and you can't jump overhead of the the of the person and fire because you can't. If you press the directional pad and jump, it doesn't let you, like, okay, then come down and fire. Like, you don't have that much hang time, and it just doesn't engage it. No. Yeah.
0: It, it. You could have just made him crouch to shoot, because there are also projectiles that you would usually be able to duck under. But it would be nice to be able to just to duck down and shoot, yeah. but you can't. And then there's the whip. I hate the fucking whip. It's really hard to hit an enemy with. I mean, it's just straight up, like you're really not meant to use it as your main weapon most of the time mm-hmm. because it doesn't deal a lot of damage anyway. Honestly, my biggest issue with the whip is just the grappling and the swinging. Yeah. It's just it straight up just does not work sometimes. Um, not to mention you can't, another weird mechanical thing is that you can't aim straight up because sometimes there will be something that you can latch onto right above your head yeah. and you just can't swing up. You just can't, like, throw it up in the air. Which makes no no sense. It's only diagonal. You can only shoot it up diagonally. But
1: you can shoot straight up in the air, but you can't use the whip straight up in the air. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Like, you have to be moving. You have to actively be jumping and moving up towards where you want to grapple, grapple onto. And then only then, like I
1: said, he's whipping it diagonally, which is like. And you have to time it because that animation is so goddamn long. That like by time he's here, like you have sailed past your thing and then maybe you'll glitch it and it'll whip to it. But mostly you've already passed it and then you're just whipping the air and then it's like, oh, great. Now I landed in the spikes again or and now I'm dead.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's what I mean about it just being completely unreliable. I had been playing this game for like a couple hours. and then I still was never certain when I was supposed to be able to at one point. In his animation, was I able to grab onto a hook or something like that, yeah. and just speaking on the the level design, so there is this one section in the in the very first stage where there are just a whole bunch of health pickups in the corner, but they're just wait they're just like just too far away from a ledge to jump off and grab and too far away from the wall. Mm-hmm. To be able to kind of climb up and jump and get Mm -hmm. them like they're just kind of like right in the center. And I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to kind of really get this? And so I was kind of going back and forth, messing with the mechanics. And at one point I jumped from one side of the ledge and the character just started floating around. Mm -hmm. And I'm not there is a hover mechanic in this game.
1: Oh, yeah. That is not what I'm talking about. The window.
0: Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Like. The sprite actually was just floating around. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it was actually, like, kind of glitching out. And so a lot of the times I found that the jumping was also unreliable, too, Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden he'd just start, like, all of a sudden he would just get a super jump out of nowhere. Almost, speaking of Metroid, kind of like a gravity Mm -hmm. jump almost. Whereas other times in the game, he didn't have that. So I don't know if I'm going crazy. I don't know if that's part of the game. Were you bouncing
1: on those or tires what? while you were doing that? No, no. Yeah. That's interesting. I never encountered that. Like I, I definitely, and like I even took like the golden like moose antler and like swung down to the bottom section and all of that. And that was what. And that was the, one of my biggest complaints was that it was almost impossible not to take damage in certain areas to go past like that dog. You would have to get on the chain and try and start like going over the spikes, and then it would run at you. And like, you don't move fast enough across the chain to avoid the dog. So essentially, you have to like find that perfect sweet spot that triggers the dog and then allows you to turn around. Otherwise, it's gonna bite you and like shake 30 health off you. And then you have to get off and find a spot to be able to shoot it. And then only some. Enemies would replenish your health, but all of them could tank it. Like even those crows in the first level, like when they would do that thing where they would grab you and like shake you around. I don't know if one of them ever like actually caught you, but like when they catch you, they do this animation where they pick Jim up by the worm part and shake him. And it takes your life from like a hundred percent to like 60. And then they fly away and come back and do it again. And it's just like sometimes when you're trying to hit them, they just, they come at angles. That's just like there's no way to like there's no way to not take damage going through this going through this section but i know you designed it to be able to like not have that happen
0: i think you brought up a good point and this kind of goes into the graphics a little bit um in that i think shiny entertainment knew that they had these big wonderful sprites to work with they were incredibly well animated and so like a section where you're talking about where you had to basically climb along the chain and avoid the dog. They don't want to teach you the mechanics of the game as much as they just want to show off the actually really good animations yeah. of the sprites, but that doesn't make the game fun. No. That doesn't make the game good. Yeah. Your game looks fucking beautiful, but also you're asking a lot of me within the first two seconds of the game and I don't even know how to play it.
1: Yeah. Like, You can do a lot of things in the game that I never learned a purpose for. Even when like, like you're going across that chain, like if you press up, he picks the like butt of the suit up. But like Mm. I did that when the dog was coming at me. It still bit me. So I'm like, what the fuck was the point of you being able to pick the suit up other than just to be able to show off that you can do that animation or that you just thought it was funny? to animate that but like it doesn't actually help in the game so like you you're making me waste a life thinking like oh i can go across this chain and like lift my ass up every time the the dog comes by and it's like no it's just gonna bite you and rip you off and then do it over and over and over again in these again in these animations that last so fucking long that that's the other part that like i think speaks to your point of anytime you get hit by something unless it's like a projectile the animation, like, it it makes you pay so much for getting hit because the animations are so fucking long. And it's like, God damn, yeah. just, let me, just let me go back to the video. Yes. Like, I don't want to sit here and watch this again. Like,
0: for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that is a good fucking point. Yeah. Uh, this game just does not give a shit about your time
1: at all. <laughs> not in any, any way. Anyway. And it gives you back health in such little chunks, too.
0: Since my last sale. Why did I set up a merch table here? I don't even have any listeners in Raccoon City. I guess I should be thankful that guy in those really cool sunglasses let me use his house. Hey! Oh god, finally! Customers! I was beginning to think everyone in this house was dead or something. What is this? What are you doing in this place? Well, I'm just here selling Quest merchandise from RedBubble.com forward slash people forward slash main quest pod what are you guys doing out here
1: <laughs> you must be from the bravo team
0: bravo team what no. no 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 i'm i'm just a i'm a podcaster i'm from the main just Qu- a moment
1: i found something
0: what is it that uh that that's a uh, resident evil series themed tote bag the house on that artwork looks suspiciously familiar but, um, yeah, I've also got pins, stickers, and themed phone cases that you can store in that thing just in case you run out of inventory slots. You saved my life. I owe you one <laughs> hey let's uh hey, let's not get dramatic okay you you don't owe me anything, but if you do feel like supporting the show, all of the funds feed directly back into the podcast, so I can keep putting out great content and even more designs and the best thing about Redbubble not only are they print-on-demand, but your quality merch will arrive in no time at all. He's
1: insane! Whoa! Let me take care of this.
0: And yeah, as you can see, there's even a selection of shirts for the beefiest of boys like Mr. Redfield over here. (laughs) thank you. That site again is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash pod, or just visit the link in the show notes. Well, I guess I can pack it up for tonight, but... How the hell am I gonna get through these locked doors?
1: Here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you.
0: Yeah. And I mean, back to the level design. I mean, the stages are, they're large. They're very large areas. I will give them that. But none of the levels are practically, they're not designed with practicality. There's nothing that catches your eye that tells you to be like, yes, you need to go this way. The only thing that's really guiding you is you just basically wondering like hmm i wonder if this is where the game wants me to go and so most of the time like a lot of the health pickups you're probably just gonna miss because you're not sure where the fuck you have to go Hmm.
1: it took me forever to find the first continue um on what the heck and like i died a few times and i'm just like i have to start this fucking level back like i guess i have unlimited continues so like it doesn't matter but like i have to start this I wouldn't have been able to, I told you, I learned how to walk again to play this game, learning how to do this on this massive keyboard. So like I had to give myself (laughs) some kind of handicap to do that shit. But like, even, even that, like I could see the continue, but there was no clear path. And it was like on the other side of like a wall that wasn't visibly, like you can't go through it because the wall next to it, I could go through, but that wall I couldn't go through. And random parts of the wall, would harm you because they were spiky but not every spiky part of the wall would harm you so it was just like every jump was at your own risk as the thing you were going to go to was it a platform or is it you know a harmful spiky thing or is it going to lead to a drop to your death and then it's like who would have ever thought and like you're always having to be on the lookout for the some part of the level to like do that like shiny bling thing for a second so you're like oh there's a there's a handle. I have to do the handle. But how do I get to it? And now I have to spend this time figuring out the exact platforming that while I'm soaring through the air and reaching back like I'm casting a fucking, like mm. a fucking fishing pole, am I going to hit this platform on time?
0: I'm really dying to get into graphics since we're kind of going that Let's way. Uh, I will just say, that, well, the point that I dropped off of the game was for the level uh, Pete's sake, for, Pete, for Pete's sake. Mm. I don't know if you saw that stage by any chance. I looked, I looked
1: up some YouTube videos. Yeah, I know what it's about. And everybody said it was, It made sense that you stopped it. Oh, dude,
0: I fuck it. So essentially, it's it's basically an escort mission. Mm-hmm. You have to be constantly whipping this dog along the level, and all the while you're having a shit ton of enemies constantly coming at you. And then there's also the complete unbalance of the level design and the mechanics, which is just as we've talked about, don't work together. And you know, if the dog ends up getting hurt or falling off a ledge, it's going to attack you and take again a huge chunk out of your health. You're also stuck in like a fucking five second animation mm-hmm. and it's like all I want to do is play the fucking game. <laughs> and the game had already been testing by patience up to this point. I mean you already talked about the submarine areas of the water mm-hmm. level. Uh this was it. Like, I was like, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. I hate this game. So I was already not having fun mm-hmm. prior to that level. And then you get this escort mission. And it's like, you gotta be <laughs> fucking joking. Yeah. I just, I don't, the level design doesn't work. I, they get better. The levels themselves get better. I'm not saying they're any harder, but like those first three levels are abysmal. Yeah, they make.
1: They're, absolutely they're no sense trash. they look like swiss cheese yeah. they make no sense and they and what the heck is long as fuck and and yes. it's like and then like they randomly threw like just in the middle of this 2d cartoon looking level they put those 3d fucking gems in there that look like they're from fucking like courage the cowardly dog i, I got the soda and, and like I'm like, why did you put these random 3D gems in here? And it took me forever to figure out what I was supposed to fucking do with the goddamn gem. Like, how am I supposed to to get on top of it? And it's gonna start a run animation. Like, I don't know that. I shot it for like 30 minutes.
0: They don't teach you. They don't teach you.
1: And and I was,
0: yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I just feel vindicated. I see. I'm
1: glad. I'm glad I was able to help you through that.
0: Because I, yeah, I. That was another part where I just had to look up a walkthrough. Because I'm like. What am I supposed to do? Like, and I'm jumping on the gem. I'm whipping the gem. I'm shooting the gem. Doing everything. At no point has the game taught me that I can run on things in order to make
1: platforms. It's not moves. like you do it again. Like, right. It's, no, it's, it definitely comes one up ever, time ever again. Mechanic that I was supposed to know was going to be there and that I'm going to immediately discard once I'm done with it. Like, that makes no sense.
0: Let's get into these graphics because I've kind of been um, chomping at the bit. Right. And, I mean, I I feel weird. It'll it'll way talking about it because of the person who basically <laughs> designed the mm-hmm. game, uh, will illustrated it. Well, I guess okay. Why don't you start off first? Why what what did you think about the graphics overall?
1: I mean, overall the graphics, like when I really when I port myself back into that time, like the graphics are like the main thing that I feel like sold Earthworm Jim. The graphics were really good you had a very maneuverable character for the time. Like it wasn't just back and forth jump, you know, in the air with us a, with a, you know, exactly pixelated, you know, character doing that. Like it was, it was like you were really like piloting a comic book character and yeah. you had full range of motion with the gun and you know, all that stuff. And then the world around you, it looked good. It was the, it, like, again, it looked like you were just ported into a, into a comic book. And a lot of the backgrounds, you know, were done pretty well. It was just like one, the way that they, just the gameplay, like the gameplay was, was just bad. But like the, it the, for, for the time it was, it was great, which is like what's crazy. Cause then you have like the earthworm gym 3d, which was just like basic, but, but to compare it to the, you know, the windows I never played it but like Nintendo 64 had already had like GoldenEye and Mario 64 so like Earthworm Jim it's like okay he's 3D but like the 2D Earthworm Jim <laughs> was like for its time was like extremely well made i thought
0: yeah i hate how good this game looks um i, I hate the animations are, are are smooth as they are um again they are a detriment to the gameplay we didn't mention the the bonus stages, really. Um, they're they're very similar to, you know, the half pipe bonus stages from um, Sonic Two. Yeah, no,
1: where you chase um what's his name in that race, and if you lose to him, you have to fight him, Psychro yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The first one, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know I was in a race. I just thought I was collecting bubbles, so I lost. Yeah, him. I lost
0: like the first two times. You have to do it or whatever. It happens. A little too often. It's like between every stage, you have to do that race.
1: Yeah, at least like every two stages, because some stages are hidden and some aren't. Like I only had to do it twice because I didn't go past. The, I think I didn't go past the, the submarine level again. That that because the second time I did it was when I put on all the all the invincibility and stuff. So yeah, I just went straight. <laughs> I just went straight without <laughs> moving and, just, and beat him easily. So, but like the first time I tried it without any sort of help, I was like, what the what the fuck is, th- is this like but it's also very well made
0: <laughs> i well i was gonna say i mean that's the easiest part of the game if you have to ask me like that shit was nothing uh compared to the rest of the mm-hmm. game but what i was getting at mentioning that is that it's actually very smooth whereas you play those bonus stages in sonic 2 and that frame rate can get fucking choppy. Oh, yeah. like it is not it is not good so you know kudos to shiny on programming a, a pretty well made i think you know a bonus stage yeah. i think again you know just going back to the mechanics and level design you know the the only real complaint i have is is just that stuff that we already touched mm-hmm. on um you know you can't especially those first three stages you can't tell what's in the foreground and you can't tell what's in the background yeah. you can't tell what you can interact with i think um you know just in those specific instances i think the graphics hurt the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's it looks really fucking good. Yeah. Like you said, it looks like a comic. It looks like a car. The closest thing to playing like a cartoon
1: almost. Yeah. Like there's a couple of games I can think from like that Super Nintendo era that got certain things like that. Right. Because for some reason, for some play, like even though it's basically put right there for you, they it feels like they have a hard time making a game about a cartoon that they don't try to go overboard with. Like where they're like, yeah. Oh, I'm, we're going to reinvent it in like a 3d shape or we're going to reinvent it in this way. It's like, just take the person on television show and just copy and paste them into the fucking game. And let me move their arms and legs. And like, I I remember there were a couple of Looney Tunes games I played back in the day that were able to do stuff like that where like they, Very well, like, took the, like, Looney Tunes characters, brought them into the game, and didn't try to do too much with them other than just represent them in, like, different costumes and stuff. The play itself ended up being really good and fluid because they weren't trying to do anything extra with the, with the character itself.
0: Let's move on to the music or last part here. And I think I'll take this one first. I think I've already fully admitted in a previous episode that I really don't like the sound chip that the Genesis has. Mm-hmm. I just it's not my thing. Um but honestly, having listened to this, it's not it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's pretty creative. It has like this nice blend of sci-fi and speaking of cartoons, uh, like a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. vibe. I think it kind of blends those two pretty well together. Some of the cart more cartoony tracks. I mean, they sound straight up like they're from a Merry melodies mm-hmm. short, but it so- still sounds really good. But, but there's always a, but <laughs> <laughs> we talking about the voice acting, uh, the digitized voices in this, um, those by themselves are fine, mm-hmm. I think. You know, prob- as far as digitized voices go, probably the best that I have experienced for this show, especially if you're comparing it to something I played a lot earlier, Bart versus the Space Mutants. Mm-hmm. And I played Alter Alter Beast isn't out yet as of this airing, but I think it's even better than that.
1: I mean, it's not all muscle. No,
0: <laughs> Right, yeah, no. Um, again, not only are the, the digitized voices, the lines are coming from a fucking bigot, the screaming that happens every time you take a hit, mm-hmm. or all the yelling that happens from Earthworm Jim while he's being attacked in those like five second animations. Yeah, you can't hear the music. Because there's just so much fucking screaming all the time. <laughs> like it's so fucking annoying. I don't know how many times during like that what what the heck boss mm-hmm. or whatever when you have to like jump over what the fuck is he shooting at you? They're not barrels. I'm I'm thinking about Donkey Kong. Um fireballs? The fire, the fire, yeah. Like the line the trail of fire or mm-hmm. whatever. Every time I got hit by you just like YOW yeah <laughs> it's just like dude shut Yow.
1: the fuck up Yow. like
0: yeah <laughs> it's just like so it's like you, you're you not even going to really be able to hear the soundtrack because you're going to be taking so much damage and earthworm jim is going to make you know you're taking fucking damage
1: and that like half-ass southern drawl that comes out in two oh nelly i am i i am i am i am i am
0: I mean, speaking of speaking of what the heck, that track by itself—if you like just pull it up on YouTube and listen to it—it it has screaming in yeah. it. Yeah. Like there's screaming built into the track. So not only is Arthur Jim screaming, <laughs> but there's also this other random
1: screaming happening. And it's just like, what
0: part of this did you think this was
1: good? And a random record pull, and a burp, and like they threw they threw everything yeah. in the kitchen sink into the. Into the music and what the heck, which, because I was stuck on that level for so long, it was like it started to become torturous to my ears as well to sit there and have to keep listening to this half-ass like this to the um I don't even know what that track is called but like basically the like horror like mo- like the like forties horror movie music that then just gets.
0: It's like the Wizard of Oz music or whatever. Yeah, something. And the Wicked Witch shows up or whatever. And it gets like yeah.
1: inner and it gets like then they just do like a record scratch and then switch to like a basic techno beat. But yeah, during all of that, there's a woman screaming in the background and there's random like belch noises. And then on top of that, you have Earthworm Jim like, yowza, wow, ow, like over and over again. It's just it's so much to deal with.
0: Yeah, having to hear Earthworm Jim smack talk and scream throughout this entire game was like my fucking personal hell. I (laughs) fucking hate it so much. And it doesn't help that it's coming from like a Southern Baptist Texan drawl either uh, when you consider how much of a piece of shit to Naples. Mm -hmm. Aside from, I guess, the digitized voices. What do you think about the music itself?
1: I mean, it was all right. I mean, I guess it didn't really stick with me at all. So I guess that's not bad because like I really didn't honestly I was so busy trying to remember not to remove my finger from the trigger finger onto a key that doesn't do anything that I wasn't really paying attention to the music which is how horrid the music on what the heck is because it literally pulled me out from that space of trying to figure out what I was doing to be like I have to take a moment and take my headphones off because I'm tired of listening to this but like i agree i agree (laughs) with how you were saying like with like uh it yeah it's basically just like a techno spacey music mixed in with like whatever kind of type of ambiance they were trying to get for whatever level and since most levels are like underwater in space or something or in space in general they always just have that kind of like Pew 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 sound going on in the background, like mm-hmm. like you're always about to listen to um to Swingtown or by like Steve Miller Band because it's just like, like it just brings up this sound that they put into the background of every thing with like some sort of techno like drum beat over it, but it sounded yeah I do clear it's, quality
0: yeah I know it's it's cliche to say that the genesis sound chip makes farty noises and earthworm jim does have those farty noises but i think you know whatever they did with the sound chip they actually utilized it pretty well Mm -hmm. here up here and that means there's only one thing left to do and that is to determine if the game still holds the test of time and would either of us recommend Earthworm Jim in 2022 and I'm going to finish this off first because I'm sure I'm probably going to come off as a huge asshole here (laughs) Earthworm Jim is just a bad bionic commando honestly like I think what makes it worse for me is the incredibly dated '90s humor, layered all over it. I just has does nothing for me. The shit—it's not Duke Nukem levels of cringe, but I think it's just like one, like it's just like one
1: fucking fart joke away from being that. Yeah, and also, and also, Duke Nukem 3D revolutionized gaming, so. You can at least get like that, that piece of that piece of shit at least contributed to something. Revolutionize? I think you're giving it a
0: little bit too much credit there. Maybe revolutionized? You know, like shooting strippers on screen or something. Well, like that, well, it,
1: it's in that it's in that same it's in that Doom Quake like when it came out and it was the first time you held yeah. a 3D pistol in your hand that looked like it actually animated well and you walked through the levels. It might not have come first, but it definitely like or maybe it did come first, but I. But I know it, whatever Doom and Quake did, like it had like just that slightly better graphics, and it was able to take that space like with those three, and then it fell off the fucking map
0: to give to give Earthworm Jim a little bit of credit, they do make a masturbation joke at the end of every stage. well, that's good. pulls out his pocket rocket. <laughs> it's your dick kids um yeah, I don't know none of that i none of that shit was funny to me, but then also. The game is incredibly difficult to play, which, again, I think is both on purpose just for the fact of of the rental market and stuff like that. Back then, Um, the mechanics don't work. And like, I'm not like I compared it to Bionic Commando because the mechanics are incredibly similar to that, except that Bionic Commando came out fucking six years earlier than this on the NES and the run and gun aspects, as well as the grappling hook work so much better in that game than they do in here. You even get to kill Hitler, which can't happen here because Tanaeple is a fucking Nazi. So
1: there you go. (laughs) He would have had you high-five Hitler.
0: And, you know, like, talking about the graphics and the music, I feel like I, I thought I could be persuaded to go either way on this one as far as recommending it because the game does look really good. And the music is solid, if not drowned out by all the unnecessary sound bites. But having you having brought up the fact that the graphics are actively working against the game really kind of made that was pretty much the final nail in the coffin for me, getting ready to bury this fucking game. (laughs) Um, I had no fun playing this game every time I came back back to it, every new session for the episode. I thought that I would maybe have some sort of better understanding of of what the game wanted from me mm-hmm. from my previous session, but it just never got there. It just never, it never clicked. It ever. It's just, it's not me. It's the game. I, I know it's the game, especially after having talked to you about it. So <laughs> I'm essentially rambling here at this point, and I would definitely say that I would not recommend Earthworm Jim, and also a hearty. Fuck you to Doug to Naple, So no pressure, Aaron. <laughs> Would you recommend Earthworm Jim? <laughs> what can you really say
1: about, you know, a pair of Jenko jeans with a big Johnson shirt wrapped around it in a cowboy hat? I mean, it's it's the it, it's it's the 90s. Like it's that. like I've, I've never pulled out a game. Like if someone was just like you get to give one object to your future child to describe what the 90s was like, I might hand them an earthworm gym cartridge and be like, this is what the nineties were a whole bunch of fart jokes and slightly edgy stuff wrapped, like throw it in a trash can, shake it up and then just present it, (laughs) present it to the person. I I agree. Just like, just like with the datedness, which is fucked up because I've, I've had to really skewer a lot of shit from my childhood as of late and like really come to terms with like, the level of edge that we thought we were doing in the nineties and then what that looks like today is, it's really, it's really fun. like, like, it's like, God damn, like we were really, we weren't even close to the edge. We were, we were in a field 10 miles from the edge, but you know, with that being said, the, the game, it was just not a, I yeah, I was not having fun. And that's what really led to the piece of like quitting as early as I did. And like, I looked at how many levels were left and I was like, Oh man, maybe I should go in and get one more session. But I was just like, there was nothing that made me think that what was on the other side of this challenge was in any way worth going through the headache of doing it. Like there was nothing on the other side of this there. I wasn't unlocking a character. I wasn't getting to like the really cool level that you just gotta get through to get like, it was just, there was nothing to drive me forward because I wasn't having fun from the first level. And then I super powered myself to be able to have something to talk about as far as like what this game is about. And it's still having unlimited power. Didn't even make this game worthy. That being said, I am, I, I do agree that like the graphical content and some of the mechanics within the game, might fare better if it's ported to something where like you can actually use an analog stick. Like I imagine like being able to use the analog sticks would do a lot with the 3D, with the 3D shooting and maybe some of the platforming. I don't know, but just for the look of it alone, there's other games that look pretty close to on par with Earthworm Gym that are a lot more fun to play than Earthworm Gym. So yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it, and then, given what you've said about Doug to Naple, I wouldn't give him my money anyway, so yeah that so doubly i wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it.
0: Bury this game, bury Doug to Naple <laughs> uh fuck 'em both well i hey i be with I be with that all I have left to do is thank you for taking your time for even coming on the show no
1: man i've been wanting to do about. this forever i am happy to i to mean you're welcome it.
0: back anytime
1: i will come back for sure i love talking about random games and whether i'm you know shitting on them or praising them because i mean like i can't imagine how long the when you eventually get to the gta parts of it like it's going to be yeah. two hours of speech <laughs> two hours an episode of just being like this game is fucking amazing come at me like. <laughs> Right, yeah, there's, yeah, combat. I can't, <laughs> I can't
0: wait that long to get to like a Tony Hawk game or something or GTA or whatever the fuck like we were playing, uh, constantly back then. But yeah, I
1: mean, if we can make space between a blink and a ping go viral, I think that's, I think we've accomplished <laughs> something. Bringing it back.
0: <laughs> space between a blink and a. Next time on the show. Well, wait. Let me not get ahead of myself. Is there something you want to plug? Or like, I don't. It's weird when I just have like. Like you don't have any social media presence. No, I'm not.
1: I know. I know. I have a. I, I. I mean, I'm on Reddit, but that that is irrelevant like, to the world around me. The fucking therapist. So like, I don't really. I don't really have anything to fuck. It's like you got issues. Get at me. Like, but otherwise, otherwise, yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing me.
0: D I I just have to cover my bases, I guess. I, I felt. I felt a sting of rude upon me. I was just like, was it rude that I didn't ask if he had anything to plug? But I'm like, I don't know. Aaron might surprise me. I don't fucking know. Hit me up at my <laughs>
1: MySpace account. <laughs> there, there <laughs> might, there, that may or may not still exist within the footprint of the, of the internet. And I don't remember what my name was. So I don't know how to direct you to it.
0: You, you are living the life that I want to, that I want to live. Because I, if I didn't have this show, I would not be on social media at all. But alas, advertising. Next time on the show, I'm making a list and I'm checking it twice. Santa Claus is coming to town. And if you're naughty, if you're naughty, I love saying (laughs) naughty. If you're naughty, he's going to slay you. You may have survived Halloween, but you won't survive the holidays. It is the third annual Ghoulcade here on the podcast, which I am lovingly dubbing Ho Ho Horror Month. And I'm kicking it off with Altered Beast. So with that, uh, I will talk to you guys next time. And always remember, it's okay to like a video game.